Welcome to the Refold Roundtable podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things language learning. And in this episode, we are talking about toxic learning traits, something that I think we're all probably too familiar with. My name is Bree, aka Briz, and I am the social media person for Refold. I'm here with Gorg and Shiki. Gorg, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello. I am uh, George or Gorg, and uh, I uh, run the community for Refold, and I like languages. And Shiki, go ahead and do your classic intro. Yes, hello. Uh, classic Shiki here. Uh, classic Shiki. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Japanese learner, uh, Refold Stage 2C, and I am a language coach for Refold. I forgot to say that I'm like learning a language too. <laughs> I don't just do social media. I'm also learning Spanish. I've been learning it for like the past two years and some change. And I am stage 3A, give or take. But I just say stage 3A to, to make it simple. And today we are talking about toxic language learning traits. I feel but like. Before we do that, I, I do oh. want to interject. Um, season two has started. And um, luckily, Gorg has reached out to a lot of cool people. So starting oh. uh, next week, we should have just a lot of cool guests. I've got some linguists who are going to be coming on within a month or two. You know, they're kind of busy people. I got Keji from Kotsu.io. So look forward oh, really? to that starting next week. Oh, that's going to be so exciting. I can't wait for that talk. That's going to be We're awesome. moving up. We're getting some real we are, linguists in here. We are leveling up real linguists. George is a real linguist, okay? He's no, no, I'm not. <laughs> These are <Yeah>. actual <laughs> linguists, you know. These are actual universities, linguists. so whatever. No, no, that's awesome. I can't. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I can't wait. But today, it's us, and we're talking about toxic language learning traits. I'm ready. To be toxic. I know oh, you Lord. are. Shiki earlier in DMs was telling us, this is my time to shine <laughs> <laughs> about toxicity. I have a lot uh, of feelings. You know, I feel like we all do. And I feel like even the word toxic is like, so, I mean, correct let me, wrong, let me explain. Like I got some do. feedback that the Refold podcast appealed too much to normies. Sort of the old school uh, age at Mia folks who are like, where are my toxic people at? You know, your your podcast isn't toxic enough. So I said, you know what? We can be toxic. We put on a really good front here at Refold about not being toxic, but we all have our own little yeah. sort of uh, toxic mindset things that we just downplay or don't talk about. But Lord That's knows, true. even I have my own toxic things when it comes to language learning, immersion learning. So that's sort of what inspired this was. Where are my toxic people at? Well, here they Where are. Where are my toxic people at? Well, joke's on them. I'm a toxic normie. So, sorry to disappoint. But anyway, who wants to start? George, what's your toxic language learning trait? What is my... So, oh, okay. So, I'll say I am actually super duper judgmental about uh, people who are not native speakers who are learning... <laughs> and um that's awful you know yeah no it's just i i see i see i see not so great output or 
you know, word coverage in a book. I'm like, dude, you've been learning for three years. So why don't you understand this? You know, and no. I definitely am incredibly judgy, but it's like I can compartmentalize it and like help them improve. But I definitely like compare myself to other learners of the languages that I'm learning. Yeah. And it's not to it's it's toxic. It's not healthy. You know, uh, no, it's I not. Yeah. And luckily with Filipino, I'm at the top of the food chain. But like with like Chinese, I'm like way at the bottom of the food chain. And like I see other refolders who like read for eight hours in a sitting on like a, on a Friday or a Saturday or something. And I'm like, I'm a loser. I am nothing. I cannot do that. Um, so like it goes both ways. But I definitely judge myself based on other people. And I judge other people based on myself. Um, and, you know, it's, it, I always say it's the norm. People don't sound native. And tons of advanced Filipino learners or Chinese learners probably sound very understandable. Um, but they're not at my insanely high internal standard that I would have for myself. And then I judge them based on that. So, you know, I'm also guilty of judging imperfect output that's not early output. You know, you, you have to output at some point, right? And we've covered it time and time again. Stage three people who are outputting make a lot of mistakes. They kind of suck. Yeah, I'll be honest. Bad Stage output three people doesn't suck. always equal early output. You know, and it's not early output. They're ready for it. Per the refold roadmap, they're ready for it. But they still suck when they do it. And I still yeah. have to overcome my tendency to silently judge. You know, you know that what you're doing is wrong. Like, do you know... <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally know it's wrong. I totally it. know it's wrong. I know, but we're 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 letting our inner toxic fly, right? I we know. pretend to be wholesome on the podcast, but we all have some toxic traits. I, at least uh, we're self-aware. That's what I'm asking. Like, are you self-aware self in the fact yes. that it's <laughs> yes? Oh my gosh, do you judge people too, Shiki? Like for their abilities and things like that. I mean, I'm not really at, in a position where I can, but I mean, I'm aware enough to where if I listen to somebody who is a Japanese learner, um, yeah. I am able to tell if they have an accent or if they're not pronouncing things correctly or um, if if the pitch is off or or things like that. But I'm not really in a position to judge them too harshly. It's just I can notice it because of getting yeah. all the input. Um, maybe yeah. when I get into outputting myself, maybe I can be a little more judgmental, but, um, I am judgmental on the people who, uh, try to say that, uh, people learning Japanese pitch accent is a fad. And I'm like, Oh, is it what? Fad? Yeah. It's like, so pitch accent is, is intertwined with pronunciation. Like you, you can't separate them. Um, and if you're not using the right pitch on something, you're not pronouncing it correctly. It's kind of like, um, with Spanish on the accents, like if you use the wrong accent on a word, it can change yeah, to a, a different totally word. different word. <laughs> so if you don't use the right accents, you can't really say you're pronouncing the word correctly. Right. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't think it's so bad. Yeah. I would judge that too. I'm. Oh, I could just imagine the comments, guys. Like, remember, like we're <laughs> self-aware. We know that it's not good yeah. to like judge people. And whatnot. Yeah, it's. But it's I'm like, with you. Like, it's not yeah. a fad. Yeah. If, no, you could choose yeah. to ignore it. Like that yeah. could be your choice. But yeah, yeah. Come on, like if man. you're learning like, Spanish, if you're learning Spanish, you can decide 
okay, having the perfect accent on every single word is not important to me. That's fine. You can make that decision. But I don't sure. think you can say that it just straight up doesn't matter as like a general yeah. sweeping statement. It's it's part of the pronunciation. If you want to yeah. pronounce words correctly, you have to be using the right accents. Same thing with Japanese pitch accent. You can you can choose to not care about pitch accent. Yeah. It's fine. But if you are not using it correctly for whatever dialect you're going for, you're just not pronouncing words correctly. And you'll have to deal with the consequences of that. Consequences. Dang. You know, the idea that pitch accent is a fad is kind of strange to me because uh, there was a textbook published by Yale, Japanese, the spoken language. And it was published in the 80s. And the precursor textbook to it that was published, I don't know, in the 60s by the same woman, uh, Eleanor Hartz Jordan, I think, covered pitch accent. We have known about pitch accent for a long time. So like normies and weebs finding out about it seems to be relatively recent. But I feel like in Japanese as a second language education, it's been known. Uh, mm. So the idea that it's a fad is kind of strange to me. Mm -hmm, and yeah. what do you mean it does not mature if your stress is correct, right? Like it does matter, right? right? Like you can, you right. can hear it there. If we say it stress wrong in English, you'll notice something soft. I uh, literally didn't know what you were saying until I had to like think about it. <laughs> right. Ex exactly. I literally so, had it, to stop and go mature. What are yeah. you talking about? Matter. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like worst case scenario, you will not be understood. Best case scenario, you will just sound weird. <laughs> so uh, yeah. just yeah. you'll have to deal with that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I judge people on their pronunciation. Does cringing count? Like, if I cringe, does that count as judging? I think so. Because, like, there there are sometimes, like, I don't care if people speak perfectly, but there are, like, the classic, I don't know, gringoisms, gringoisms, whatever, <laughs> where people don't tap their R's, they don't roll their R's, they, they try to use, um, like, English intonation patterns and English accented patterns. Uh, I forgot what it's called. What kind of language is English? Like, we we're stress language. And yeah. They try to add like stress emphasis in Spanish, and it's like totally different. And that drives me nuts when people try to speak Spanish with not even trying to change your pronunciation or stress patterns or any of that. That drives me crazy, especially when people are super high level and they're really fluent. And I'm like, come on, like. At this point, you have to be trying not to, because if I can roll my R's and not do stress patterns, like you can do it too. And I'm not great, but you know, I guess I don't know. They're out there making money on YouTube, so it's probably me doing something wrong. But yeah, that that like I cringe. And I remember I sent a video to my italki teacher and this guy he has this channel where he does the news in spanish but like he i can't even like pretend to be uh, have his accent it's just so bad but his entire account is in spanish and i sent it to my teacher and i said please for the love of god like you have to tell me you have to tell me do i sound like this person do i sound like this and she's like no 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 you're fine if you know what you're talking about and if you're comfortable you 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 your accent is hardly there if you're uncomfortable then it's more noticeable but it's mostly because you're hesitating and all that stuff but you do not sound like that dude and that made me feel better because i have her correct me on everything but i guess that's judging pronunciation but it's like it's more so just like you cringing know, like i just have to look I think, away i think other i, I definitely think that me we, 
as language <laughs> learners judge other learners more yeah. harshly than natives judge any of Oh, us. yeah, for sure. And Probably. I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Um, just outputting with other foreigners who are way under my level when it comes to Filipino. The level yeah. of, of impressness that Filipinos had was capped. People who could hold a conversation, even if they maybe used more English words or had weaker command of some of the more arcane grammar rules, they did not seem to be any more impressed by me being, you know, a little bit better than the people yeah. who still had noticeable accents, but were still yeah. conversational, or maybe they clunky use of English loan words and stuff. Um, and I, I definitely see it. Like, I would not judge an English speaker, or sorry, a, a second language speaker of English as no. harshly as I judge my fellow language learners when it comes to my sort of passion mm -hmm. languages. True. So It's because we spend so much of our time in it. You know, you invest... I think language learners in general, like you said, are more judgmental. And I think it's because we spend so much time practicing and doing input or even people that don't follow immersion, reading their books and doing whatever it is they do. You know, we invest so much of ourselves into it that it's hard not to take it personal when you see someone else doing something differently. Because yeah. ultimately, at the end of the day, we don't want to feel like what we're doing is wrong, right? And I think subconsciously, it's hard to look at someone who's doing something different or has a different result and and think, oh, that's totally fine, you know, because we have invested so much of, it, of ourselves into language learning. And that actually dovetails into one of my toxic traits, um, which I've had to really work on in my life, which is language learning as an obsession instead of like a life enriching hobby that just enhances my, my, my life, you know? Um, I think it's really easy to get obsessed with language learning and have it be something that consumes you. Um, and when I started learning Spanish, it was at the start of the, you might've heard of it. There was a global pandemic that I won't name in case YouTube <laughs> hears it and decides to be mean to our video but there was a whole global thing that was happening and I started language learning and that was my escape I had just moved out of state into a new house in an area where I don't really know a lot of people and there was a pandemic and I just kind of threw myself into language learning but I threw myself a little too hard um I think and my toxic trait is that it's hard for me to like chill out and just enjoy the process you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And too focused on, oh, man, I'm not getting these things. Oh, man, I'm not learning as fast as someone else. Oh, I got to get my hours in to I woke up and I hit my minimums and that's great. And I feel like this is really making a positive impact in my life. Do you guys have the same problem or is it just me? 100 percent. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I work third shift. I'm like tired and crouchy and deal with actual third world problems and you know i definitely can be upset with myself for not hitting absurd goals you know oh yeah uh, me too and um yeah I, d I definitely 
it's sort of like a it goes back to that toxic competitiveness you're not only competitive with other mm. people like i said you're yeah. competitive with yeah. yourself too you 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 hold yourself to too high standards and yeah um it's just not reasonable okay i mean you can't right it's no no native language november and a lot of people have are, are already doing that but you know i tell you oh about two weeks ago i got into like um i don't know like heavy metal in english and it's just really, really good. I was just really vibing. And it's like, you know, you shouldn't feel guilty about that, right? Oh. Like, your no, target language not. just may not have something comparable, right? Like, English is pretty good at times, you know? Like, uh, there's a metal scene in a lot of languages, but it, it might not be the same quality, right? So, like, uh, you know, feeling bad about having native language content is a toxic mindset, I think. Mm -hmm. um, especially because as native... English speakers, English has really good content. Like that's just mm -hmm. that's just facts. It is facts. Yep. I uh... and also not having it be your total personality too. You mm. know, I'm definitely yeah. guilty of having being a language like learner as part of my identity for sure. <laughs> and I, again, I think that's where that hyper competitiveness comes into. You know, where yeah. when it's so such an integral part of your identity, it's very easy to be um, toxic about it. It is. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I said, natives really cannot tell an intermediate speaker from an advanced speaker. Like, not and that's not what in matters. life. And that's what matters. I mean, that's, not, not you know, language learners uh, judging you, not Gorg judging your pronunciation or me cringing because you can't roll your R. Um, what matters is how you communicate with people. But yeah, Shiki, sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, it's fine. Uh, this is why uh, Nihongo Jozu is such a huge meme <laughs> because, <Yes>! like, <laughs> the they will they will compliment you even if you just say konichiwa like really badly. I got that happened to me. I, I was on iTalking. <laughs> I forgot to change my language away from Japanese, mm. and I forgot what happened. Like this Japanese person started chatting me up. I was on iTalki. And they started sending me all this kanji, and I was like, ah, kanji wa choto. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, like, oh, okay, mm. very good. Yeah. Like, I literally just told you that, like, kanji is, like, way too much, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. chill out a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I want to do something uh, special. I want to do something uh, special this, this episode. Vanessa, okay. you are very strongly opinionated. What are some of your... Let's let's give you the stage. Why don't you uh, oh. up your talk time? Oh, Let me get some uh, popcorn. God. <laughs> what what are some of your toxic takes or things that you have? Uh, you know, ideas that you hold. You, you, you're <laughs> smart enough not to talk about them in the community and like bring people down. But let them out. Yeah. Let them fly. I know you got them. <laughs> so I have a couple of things that kind of um, they kind of feed into each other. Um, so uh, if 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 anybody, if you, so you guys know me and I always complain, I always complain about people who don't read instructions and people who um, don't take advantage of resources. And um, what I mean by that is like, okay, so the whole immersion learning, so Refold is relatively new. It's been around for almost two years, but um, the whole concept of learning a language by mass input, mass immersion, is not really new. You have guides like Anti-Moon, like way back in the day, and then you have AJAT, and then you have MIA, and now you have Refold, and then you have other communities that I can't even 
probably think of because there are just too many of them. But it's like you have a whole wealth of knowledge, a whole um, like internet library, if you will, of resources, instructions, tips, motivational things, any kind of advice under the sun for learning a language by input. And <laughs> you still continue to ask the same questions over and over that had been answered a hundred times before. Um, Discord has a search function. Um, <laughs> you can use it. Uh, there's Google. Uh, there's guides that uh, volunteers have taken their free time to write and um, that have answered your questions. And you would find 99% of your answers if you would just can I, can read I, the resources. <laughs> can I butt in? Yeah. Search colon the name of the website and then space and then your search term. It's a magic mm -hmm. Google hack that mm -hmm. will let you search any website. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I, yeah. I'm just going to ask Vanessa. Like, mm. I don't need to do that. I'm so if you wanted to search, <laughs> if you wanted to search refull.la, you could follow that hack. If you wanted to search uh, Reddit or 4chan mm -hmm. or any any place that has an immersion learning community, because we're being toxic, right? So honorary <laughs> mention, right? Yeah. Uh, there are places out there, and you can search them, as, assuming that mm -hmm. you, know, you go to Google and you do what I just said. So yeah. definitely make use of, of searches and, and resources that are already out there that people have put time into making. Yes. I think it is... Honestly, if I can be blunt, I think it is very disrespectful of people's time who have volunteered their time to write all these answers and guides for you, and you don't take advantage of it. I just, I can't really, I don't know. I'll be nice to you when I answer your questions, but I will, I will hint that this has been asked before. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know. At, at this point, I think I've said it so much. My catchphrase is like, use your eyeballs and read. <laughs> Please use your eyeballs and read. <laughs> it's, it's there. Now, now what about, uh, you mentioned something about like, a lot of new learners come in mm -hmm. and think that things that are tried and true will not work for them for whatever yes. reason. What's, mm -hmm. what's your toxic take on that? So, like I said, there's been this whole history of uh, learning a language through input. And there have been thousands and thousands and thousands of people before you who have accomplished this. And unless you have some kind of um, uh, learning disability or some kind of cognitive difference, so we're excluding those kinds of things. Disabilities, cognitive differences, learning disabilities, anything like that. Excluding all of that, um, we all have the same brain. We all, we all use our eyes to look at things. We all use our hands to grab things. There's okay. not really much difference. Um, if, if it has worked for thousands and thousands of people before you, um, you are not unique. It is going to work for you too. I understand that um, diving into something like this that feels really strange. Like, I'm just going to watch a TV show for 100 hours and I'll understand something. What do you mean? But it's worked for other people. It will work for you too. You just have to embrace the mindset. And uh, you may think 
your situation is unique for XYZ reason, like, oh, what do I do? I took a class in high school or college. What do I do? Uh, will this work for me? Or I lived in the country for 10 years and never learned. Is this going to work for me? You can you can pretty much replace any reason. You know, as a person work for you. <laughs> who's been an expat in a couple of different countries, um, the reason why it, it you know immersion didn't work is because a lot of people they move to the country and then they proceed to get all friends from the same language speaking like area of the world mm -hmm. or they're in a bubble. They're in a bubble. They're in an expat bubble, and it's like super big uh, in Mexico. Uh, there were English bubbles where like Western Europeans, North Americans all kind of like hung out. Um, and it's even more prevalent in, in Asia where like, again, uh, you know, there's such a, a stark difference in expats and local people. And it's always really funny to me when, when people uh, talk about like, Oh, I lived there for 10 years. Yeah. You lived for 10 years in an English speaking bubble. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is why you did not improve. It's, um, it's kind of um, the same level of, ridiculousness to me thinking that it won't work for you like let's say you are given a car and you've never you never heard of a car before they're strange to you whatever um but cars have been around for hundreds of years a long time um and they're all pretty much designed the same some little things might be different like the engine cylinders or the type of tire whatever but they all pretty much work the same if you press the gas pedal it'll move as long as you're in gear <laughs> So that's kind of how we all are. Our brains will all do that. If you press the gas pedal, it'll work. So uh, people who are skeptical that it'll work for them, it's the same thing as a car. It, it'll work. Don't worry. It's worked for everybody else before you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Krashen's hypothesis, right, is that we all learn languages in one way, which is by uh, understanding input. So. I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Just immerse. Uh, and I think we kind of touched on our own personal toxic traits, but luckily the community has submitted some toxic ideas or traits or so on and so forth that they themselves hold. And one of them is fact one, get good scrub. Um, and I feel like, Vanessa, I feel like you would really relate to to this. So for people who do not know, Refold FAQ1, FAQ1, is just immerse. Uh, you know, it's sort of, it, it definitely annoys a lot of people coming into immersion learning and coming into the Refold community because, like, it can be annoying asking a question and being told, just go consume more of the language. Uh, but I definitely am inclined to agree, you know? Um, just immerse. I have an example. Give us your example. So if you're learning Japanese, um, there is this um, construction where it's like, if you want to say you like something, or rather if you like a person, because you have to use a different thing when you're talking about a person. So you would say the person's name, no koto ga ski. And it's like, if you are not familiar with the language and you see the translation, and you see, okay, person's name, possession, so this person, and then you know, ski, ga ski, um, is like, I like this person. But then you're wondering, what is the koto for? It doesn't seem to have any kind of relation. Like, why is it there? Can't you just take it out? And it's like, this is a situation 
that you have to follow FAQ 1. Of course, if you're a new learner without a lot of um, exposure to this construction, it's not going to make sense because you're translating it literally and thinking about it like it's English. But it makes sense if you just hear it a bunch of times. And in these situations, you just have to get more input. If you try to explain it, it's not going to make sense. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that more input can be the cure-all. Uh, again, I'm I'm a big fan of, you know, looking at grammar references and, uh, you know, the odd grammar drill here and there, a little bit unorthodox. But it's definitely something that uh, I think a lot of people in the community have stopped doing, at least outside of the Japanese learning community. Whereas it used to be very prevalent when a new person would join, you would just tell them, shut up, go immerse, go consume more of the content, consume more of the language, and you'll figure it out. Um, but I definitely think there's an old guard, you know, the, uh, the, the, the 4chaners, the age adders, uh, the Mia'ers, who really, really um, still believe it, even if they hold it in for the sake of peace and harmony among their fellow learners. And uh, I suspect that they're not in the minority. Um, you know, I think that get good, go immerse is definitely a mantra that a lot of people could aspire to. Um, another community submission about toxic traits was looking down on learners of, quote, easy languages. And, yeah. uh, okay, so Brie, as a, quote, learner of an easy language. How do you feel about yeah. that? I hate it. I feel it all the time. Um, you know, Spanish is quote unquote easy, but it's not. It's just less hard. It's still really hard. You know, it's just less hard than something like Japanese or Korean. And I feel like it's really easy to get into, but in my mind, probably just as difficult to master, right? Just because we have a head start doesn't mean that you know, completely rewiring your brain to hear other words and phrases um, instantaneously as meaning. And I don't think that's really any easier just because there's more of a head start. And yeah, I can't lie. The refold community <laughs> specific... I know, it's fine. But like, you know, in the refold community, like I've brought up a couple of times how like, you know, Spanish grammar can be hard and it is hard, Okay. But I got, what? Are you kidding me? It's so easy. You're not even learning Korean or Japanese or Chinese or insert some Asian language. And it's like, what? Just because it's not as hard doesn't mean it's not difficult. Like, no, 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 no. This you only applies it. to East Asian languages. They don't okay, care about East people Asian learning languages. Filipino. They don't care about people learning Mongolian. Which is you super know. hard, by the way. Like, I, um, I never think of Filipino as like some it, it's, easy it's, it's very much an, an East Asian language bias. And you're right. Well, it's very, it's a toxic idea. It's a learner, learner bias. bias. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't think they'd think that I was, if I was learning something like Filipino, I don't think I'd get But it, it's funny how, how vitriol. The, the, the toxicity people punch down, you know, so the, the Korean learner will make fun of the Russian learner. The Russian learner will make fun of the German learner. The German learner will make fun of the Spanish learner. Oh, yeah. Th I would say this this casual toxicity about my language is harder than yours is the least checked. Because it's really not that harmful, I, I don't think. Like, it at the it's end annoying. of the day, it's like, okay, you're not a learner of the language you don't really know. It's annoying for sure. But I don't feel like it's that toxic. Like, it's toxic and it's worthy of a mention. 
Um, it's kind of in like the a, same category as banter between. No, her. I think yeah, it's toxic, and that it's some sort of. I mean, yeah. Like, why would yeah. you waste your time? It's like, why are you wasting your time learning that language? It's so simple. It's beyond mm-hmm. just banter. It's like an elitist mindset of of learners. Where once you learn a real language, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, excuse me, I have toiled for years, and even if it was <laughs> easy, it's hard for me. Okay, like I have. I'm having it definitely downplays learners stupid Mm -hmm. it just means that like I learn differently than you or something I don't know I'm sorry that I can't just memorize things watching things over and over and over lord knows I have tons of input but you know there are some concepts that are just really difficult to wrap your brain around even in Spanish oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. it's not a totally easy language not You're so valid. I understand. Stuff. Thank you. Definitely all Thank all you. languages uh, take you. time to learn. They do. Because you have to like retrain your brain. And it's, especially if it's the first foreign language that you're learning, which Spanish is. I've never learned another language to fluency or gotten to even an intermediate or low intermediate or advanced mm-hmm. beginner level in any language. Spanish is the furthest I've gone in any language. So it's tough i'm re- having to like rewire my brain refold haha refold uh-huh. my brain <laughs> into spanish and that process is difficult no matter what language it is it might be more difficult sure for other languages but it doesn't make it not hard boom roasted like <laughs> yeah i mean i command i i <laughs> i can't help you know i i, I don't want to like take any sides things. here because i've got my own toxic takes but uh, that was a community submission, so I'm not saying I believe it or, or not. No, it's, it's not fine. my toxic, we're, we're, but it's definitely something that I think is episode. pretty common. Uh, and do you know and... what's even more toxic? My reaction to it. My... Your reaction <laughs> was very toxic. I think it definitely you. touched a nerve. Because one of the things, like you know, when language takes up so much of your life, like you want, like seeking that external validation. You know, I feel like a lot of times. Lord, sorry, this is taking I could ramble, stuff, but this is mine. Seeking external validation, like, oh, am I doing this the right way? I need, is this a good show? Is this whatever? Um, how, how am I doing? You know, I don't need anybody to tell me that. But when I get negative validation, it really, like, really puts a rain on my parade when the only person I need to impress is myself. You know? Tell them. Well, tell I em. could be toxic tell about me. it. Because one thing that's really funny to me, and you see this among different language learning groups, somebody yeah. will be learning like Korean. Okay. Uh-huh. They, they act like it's this big, massive language when it's like South Korea has like less population than Germany. It's like the size of New Jersey. Uh, Korean as a total has like maybe 80 million speakers, which again, not super big on the global scale. Um, and you definitely like it's like reverse toxicity, judging the the people who are learning the so-called prestigious languages that really aren't that impressive, you know? Mm. Like, there are not that many Koreans in the world. It's mostly spoken in Korea. Um, There's so much K-pop, though. You, <laughs> yeah. So they, they have a very, 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 like, salient, palpable pop culture. That's true. Yeah. But... Um, they're like, oh, I could never learn a small language like Thai. And I'm like, dude, Thai has, like... 12 million less speakers than Korean. What do you mean it's a small language? And I'm not a Thai learner, but it definitely is one of those things where I'm like, 
toxic about it because they have this sort of inflated importance when they're they're a cjk learner right chinese korean or japanese so the toxicity goes both ways you know yeah and I, uh, i i made the mistake of saying that like indonesian was not a big language in the presence of george and i got i that Slap. is a death sentence. <laughs> Why would you well, do okay, that? Okay, but see, actually, unlike Korean, Indonesian is a big language. Uh, yeah, apparently. Like, I learned. <laughs> Allegedly. It's like the world's oh most most populated Muslim country. There are like over 200 million people who speak the language on a daily basis. Yeah, That's we're getting actually a canceled. pretty, yeah, it's a very big language. So uh, people's perceptions are often wrong. And again, it's like you, you can't judge them too harshly because they only know what they know right like indonesian pop culture is not super big although it is getting pretty big i feel like they've got a big vtuber scene with like hollow live indonesia and like i definitely feel like more weebs are getting into it uh but yeah people just don't know there there are no name languages in south asia like near india or bangladesh uh or in you know, Africa that you've never heard of that have like bajillions of speakers. It's really wild. Um, and even then, it's like, what are these people immersing in, right? It's like, oh, I could never learn Thai. It's like Thai exports their boys' love dramas all over the world. Like, like there's mm. there's media to consume. The idea that there's not going to be media in any language spoken by any more than like a couple million people is crazy. It's going to be good media. That's a different story. So that's sort of my own toxic counter reaction to the judgmental CJK learners, I think. There uh, are people and... that I say that I feel like I get smarter just by being around them. And George is one of those people. His his knowledge just rubs off on me. And I'm like a better person. It doesn't person. rub off on me, but like I appreciate it <laughs> while it's there. Yeah. But it's like a flash in the wind. I'm like, oh, there's that knowledge and it's gone. And <laughs> it's gone. Unfortunately, not all it all knowledge is useful. You know, this is not immediately useful stuff. Uh, I'm not contributing to the greater world good. I'm not earning a higher salary for it. You know, if I could trade it all to be a dev or something, I would. Um, so moving wow. back to community submissions for toxic oh, yeah. behavior. Another person submitted, immersion time is greater than everything else. And I think it re- yeah. it's referring to like, this user basically judges the amount of immersion time that a person's getting at the expense of other stuff, right? So, like, I personally try and praise people, like, oh, great, you have a life, and you've got a girlfriend, and you're going dancing, and, like, you're doing great in school. But some users are, are aware that they're like, oh, this person only got five hours in today. I got eight in. I'm better than him. And mm-hmm. it's defi- definitely a toxic mindset, and it's something I even have. Whenever I compare myself to other immersion learners who are pulling insane hours, I start to beat myself up over it. I really do. Same. Uh, and you've like sent me screenshots of like your link, you know, like look how many words I've read today. <laughs> or, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm super competitive. I, I am, I am. Yeah, yeah. I definitely <laughs> like the metrics. I'm like, yeah, I, I read forty thousand words this month in Spanish and one hundred and fifty thousand in Filipino, and. uh that's like I don't know, like four books across. Like assuming it's like a small like fifty thousand word novella. That's like four or five across two languages. Definitely, I'm definitely competitive. I try and like tone it down because one, I would lose. I'm not the best at in terms of like time management. I'm not the hardest core immerser. And again, it's just not a good look, right? We don't want to actively be toxic in our community. But like in DMs, 
I'm definitely toxic. Definitely, like, I read more than you today. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I think, like, there's something to be said for this where, like, in balance, this isn't a problem. Like, it's okay to be proud of what you've done. It's okay to be, you know, think of what you've done as some sort of accomplishment. Like, that's great. But when it turns into, like, like the one of the deadly sins, like pride, you know, then it's an issue when it's beyond just being proud of what you've done and it's it becomes like aggressive or um, judgmental and, and things like that. But I've definitely been there where, you know, I get too competitive and I'll be excited that I read like 100,000 words or something crazy. It was a really good book in one day and just like, oh, I can't believe people can't do this all the time. And like the next week, like I, I couldn't yeah. do it and I felt bad about myself because that was obviously unrealistic because, um, you know, it's better to have a life. But that, that kind of like ties into the, you know, language learning not, be a ho- not being, you know, like a life enriching thing. It's a life consuming thing. Um, you know, I think it's good to, you know, put down the book and touch some grass, especially if you're immersing, you know, hours a day. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm old, and I I'm one of those people who did. could immerse all day if I didn't have obligations. Yeah, I don't think I even. You know, I couldn't. That. Even when I I'm off, I don't think I would either. Yeah, even when I'm off, I do. I definitely kick up my immersion by a couple hours, but I don't spend the full day doing it. Um, no. So I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I'm the same way. I can up it, but I can't spend all day doing it unless I'm like binging a new series or binging a book. But I can't choose to do that. You know, the book chooses me, not in reverse. (laughs) It's like Harry Potter's wand, you know, like you pick up the Mm. book, everything starts glowing. You're like, it's the chosen one. And then you read it all day. But then you wait months for another book that sparks as much joy and that's another episode, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> uh, another toxic thing that some people have is pushing people to show their output. Now, I personally oh, yeah. don't have this, but this was a community submission. Um, some immersion learners want to see your output. I, I, and I guess it's sort of like putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Um, does anyone here have that desire to like, yeah, well, go ahead, output, show us your Japanese then, right? Or Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do have that kind of like judgmental mindset. It's like, how can I trust that I know what you're talking about if you can't actually put into practice what you're talking about? And it's why immersion learning is so difficult um, to talk to family and friends about is because a lot of the time you are not outputting until like a year, year and a half, two years into it. And it's like, people are thinking, what are you doing all this time? What are you even doing? People that think that output equals, I mean, it does, you know, output equals output ability, but it doesn't equal comprehension or any of that. And comprehension is a really hard thing to prove to people Mm -hmm. who aren't like familiar with the language. I keep be like, see this show? I understood it. And they'll be like, uh, okay. <laughs> I just have to take your word for it, I guess. <laughs> they would have, like have to, to devise on. a way to test you, right? They would have right? to, like, understand the show themselves and then, like, ask you questions or something. 
And on the flip side, there are some people who have really, really good output who their comprehension is kind of sus, you know? Yeah. Um, I've seen it. I've seen some users who like, they did a lot of, they were very listening heavy and they get really good. Um, they have a really good accent. And then they're like, I learned a new word in Spanish today. And you're like, oh, what was it? They're like, viscoso, which is just viscous, right? It's like a basic word. It's like, so you're, you're kind of, you're kind of wondering, um, even having good output, right? There are some people who. This is basic. It's like a cognate. (laughs) Sorry to like, like, that is not, I mean, okay. It might technically be a cognate, but I would not in a million years go scoso. Biscus, yeah, definitely. Or well, anyways, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But still, it's, like, well, it's this happens between us all the time. Like, there will be like a book, and I'll send George like a snippet. This isn't like attacking you, by the way. This is just something funny. And I'll send a snippet, and he's like, "Oh, do you not know that word?" And I'm like, "No, why would I? Because it's a cognate." And I'm like, "How is that even a cognate? I don't recognize." these patterns there's something in your beautiful brain your beautiful mind if you will that is so good at recognizing recognizing cognates i don't have that ability it's a lot harder for me so i really empathize with people that might not get that sorry to go on a tirade that's my talk no no no. it's it's but the 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 point is is that even (laughs) if you push people to output right and they might have really good output i know i can think of one person um who has fooled natives um, in VC, who very frequently has like what I would say surprisingly low comprehension of like literature and like reading and like more literary words, or I guess obscure words like viscoso, which is apparently now an obscure word. But the, you know- Who knows viscous in English? Like, come on, but keep going. (laughs) The point is, is that even if you do press people to output some people have really good output and their comprehension is a lot lower than you would expect which is kind of a whole other whole other episode but that's true i will say there is this and and, and i get it especially from people who make update videos why they feel like this is toxic because a lot of times when you make an update video and you just want to share like hey i did a thousand hours of esperanto today you know or or whatever like that's my topic. today I'm laughing every time somebody <laughs> no, says Esperanto. I, I sorry, I, I hit <laughs> I hit a thousand hours of my es- in, in Esperanto today, like not all in one sitting. And they just want to share an update video, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Esperanto, it can be another language. No, it has to be Esperanto. <laughs> and people are like, oh, you hit a thousand hours in Esperanto. Go ahead, output. Yeah. Come on, show us your Esperanto. Mm-hmm. And that can yeah. make people feel really bad. I get why it's toxic, right? Because like it is toxic. It kind of makes and you I into like, like a like a dancing bear. Oh yeah, come on, dancing yeah. bear. Do but the do dance. You feel like that comes mostly from outside of immersion based. Like I don't get that inside a refold. People aren't really pressuring people to output and refold. Because mm-hmm. we the get opposite. it. It's not only like that. I mean, like there's a pressure to just shut up and, and immerse, right? Yeah, like, you know, people... it, it's definitely something that you're right. It might not be coming from the immersion learning community but it's yeah. definitely a reality you know uh, it, oh totally my family will be like oh say this in spanish i'm like oh uh-huh, i can't and i can think of coaching <laughs> clients refold clients who have also had it you know maybe their parents are, are helping finance part of the coaching and then they're like it's been three months why don't you say konnichiwa or something and then 
Um, but it definitely is yeah. something that was submitted to me as a toxic trait. And I think it is for sure. Like pressure yeah. to output, judging people based on their output. Yeah. I feel like an idiot right now. I've just realized that you said viscoso, not scoso. And I thought that like that was a synonym for viscoso that I didn't know. And I was like, of course you wouldn't know that scoso was viscoso. <laughs> so um, I humbly apologize, George. That is a cognate that someone should recognize. Okay, thank you. I agree. I feel like it's a cognate humbly, someone should recognize. I, I, I apologize. But yeah, no, that's, I, I, I heard scoso and I was like, that's not viscous, is it? But yeah, no, you're right. Viscoso. My bad. I was so confused for a second. I was like, I didn't get that. But yeah, like it was a lo- it was a roundabout point of saying even if they have good output, they may actually have really low <laughs> I comprehension. Know. I know. Well, I mean, like not not to like beat a dead horse or anything, but like literature vocabulary, book vocabulary is so much different than like day to day internet slang, hanging out with your homies on Discord. You know, like it's a totally different. The, the, well, the gap is huge, and this is what we talk about. Um, we always talk about Paul Nation. Or I always talk about pollination. You guys probably don't. I don't uh, know. Pollination. Want to know? <laughs> you do know it. who he is. Pollination is a linguist. He's really involved in like SLA, particularly acquiring like. Is he the Latin dude? English. He's not the Latin dude. He's the dude who's uh, like you need to read like so many million words to cover so many much like word families to understand English. No, I don't know this guy. And he's always like something like in English conversations happen at about 5,000, like, you know, like, limas, right? Like a root word, right? Like go, going, goes, went are all going to be one lemma. Right. And he's like, yeah, a conversation happens at about 5,000. But to read a book, it's about 9,000. And that's just for English, right? Mm. So, like, yeah, it's like literally double the amount of words you have to know to read a book. You know, we're in, in fairness. It is true. And there's a lot more adjectives. I mean, yeah, of course. And it's a lot harder for me. Still, like, I read all the time, but it's a lot easier for me to, like, listen to YouTube you than it is to do really YouTube. well. Still. I saw you post on the employee chat, um, like, a vocab test that you did and estimated that you knew, like, 42% of all words in Spanish. I was dumbfounded. I thought I was going to get 10% and be like bottom tier, trash tier, but. And that was like yeah. double the other people who took the test. So, like, you must know a lot of words. My toxic trait is that I was very pleased with that test. <laughs> I, I recognize a lot of words. I recognize. That doesn't mean that, like, I have internalized them and I can use them. My use is way down, but yeah, I just Even knowing something like 20% about... was. was... Was like, oh, you've was reached that- a level of a, a high level non native speaker, and then you did like double that. Yeah, no big so, deal. Like, I got, I got like native level understanding. No big deal, according to that test, which I'm sure is 100% accurate. It seemed like a well well built test. It, it seemed like yeah, uh, you know one of the more linguisticky uh, tests. I was scared there. too. There was a lot of words that I was iffy on, but I just didn't know if they're being tricky because if you checked one that wasn't actually a word it harshly penalized you yeah so i was overly cautious because there are words that i saw and i was like you know that looks really familiar but i don't know if like being tricky with the ending or something like that or the spelling so i didn't select them but yeah yeah i guess my comprehension is okay but 
Yeah, my talks. It's been really fun talking to y'all about this toxicity. I feel like this conversation needed to be had to prove that we're real toxic language learners. It's been therapeutic. It's been therapy. It, like instead of the refold roundtable podcast, it's the refold therapy podcast from yeah. now on. Just like toxic every week. Yeah, I had no? to get my feelings out. So now How when people Yeah, I I hope that when people uh listen to this, they will feel bad and they will go and read uh the documentation before they ask questions. <laughs> I mean, read. I I took I took two whole days reading all of the resources for refold. That, I read the roadmap. You're a refolder. That's I read you're a typical. <laughs> I read the roadmap. I read yes. all of the documentation in the Japanese server. I and read every FAQ. Fun doing it before I asked any questions. If I can do it, so can you. You but listening? Did you like I know you're it. listening. <laughs> huh? Did you, did you like doing that though? I liked uh, empowering myself with knowledge because I like, like I'm serotonin a... from yes. you get like a little like see that's the thing there are some people like that's a huge barrier like me when I get obsessed about something I'm all in right yeah I read mm -hmm. every guide I watch every YouTube video right now my current obsession is camping but like let's not talk about that I don't <laughs> camp but I want to be I want to be a camper but anyway I will watch every video read every review read every single guide top to bottom inside out but like. I feel like most people, like, if they choose to learn a language, they'll go, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do it. I'm going to begin. Oh, this seems like a nice community. Can some nice person point me out in the right direction? You know, like, there's not like this, like, obsessive gorging of... Yeah, but that's the thing. You've already been pointed in the direction. Uh, that's there's another a guide. toxic thing <laughs> that I wish that we talked, that we talked about. Uh, like being obsessed about finding the perfect materials. A lot of people obsess about that. Mm, and like yeah. they're super toxic about like, oh, this is better by yeah. 0.43% and you will yeah. optimize oh, your language learning. That, that's like the toxic min-maxing thing. Yeah. Yeah, being that would have been a neurotic. great one to discuss. Yeah. Very oh, neurotic. I just thought of that. Oh, man. Don't be neurotic. This, this Anki deck is 0.0001% more efficient than the yeah. other. Yes. If or, you're doing the other like, one, and you're then, like, wrong. Content hopping, then like material hopping, like going from like guide to guide to guide, app to app to app. Trying just to relax and get input. The best thing. Just yeah, I relax. Guess <laughs> if there's, all roads if there's, lead to Rome, you know. All if, roads lead to input. <laughs> if you're inputting and you're doing active lookups and you know roughly following the roadmap, you'll get there. But I definitely agree. Part of that toxic sort of um immersion learning culture is the min maxing mm -hmm. yeah definitely i feel like that could be a whole episode on itself but anyway to sub things up y'all it was so much fun talking about this with with you guys and i cannot wait i say this half winking half sarcastic i can't wait to read the comments <laughs> about this episode they're gonna be spicy Listen, we were just being honest. And I think at the end of the day, we all know that what we think is, you know, there, there are toxic things that we ourselves have to personally overcome and whatnot. And the most important thing, like George kept pointing out, was that natives, if you make an effort, they'll notice. It doesn't really matter what me or what I or George or Shiki or anyone else, any other learner thinks. What really matters is how you think about what you're doing and 
at the end of the day, can you communicate? Are you understood? Do natives appreciate your your efforts? And that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Refold Roundtable podcast. If you're tuning in for the live premiere, make sure to join us for the after party immediately after the podcast in the Refold Discord. Link is in the description of this video. If you love this episode and want to hear more, you can listen to past episodes on YouTube and Spotify. And if you like this episode, please make sure to give us a like and leave a comment to let us know. We love hearing from you. We read every single comment. Legitimately, we do. Um, and if you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, we would love to hear from you. You can suggest topics in the official Refold Discord, which, again, is linked in the description of this video. Have a great day. Don't be too toxic. And we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Refold Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and maybe even learned something new. Projects, events, and content like this podcast are only possible thanks to our generous patrons. If you liked this and want to see more similar projects, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Visit community.refold.la slash Patreon-benefits to learn more.